0: have a Bible, go please to the book of Psalms. We're going to begin in Psalm number 35, and then go to Psalm 112. Vamos a comenzar en el Salmo 35, luego vamos a ir al Salmo 112. And I just want to read uh, one verse out of the 35th Psalm. Vamos a leer del Salmo 35. Y luego vamos a ir al Salmo 112. Psalm so 35, verse 27. El Salmo 35, verso 27 y 26. Y luego el Salmo 12. I want to share with you tonight, if we don't finish tonight, we'll finish next Wednesday night, a few promises from the Word of God for this coming year. How many of you want to hear that? I want to give you eight promises for 2018. Now, the reason I'm giving them to you now is so you can know how to pray. And when we start this new year that's coming, that you can be ready for what God has for you. How many of you are expecting a blessed new year? Amen. So, uh, before this year is quite done, we're going to begin thinking and planning uh, for the next. Vamos a comenzar pensando del año que viene y pidiendo la bendición de Dios en estos Días que quedan en el 2017, que Él nos dé uh, la bendición de avanzar nuestro pensamiento y nuestras oraciones hacia el año nuevo. Uh, Psalm 37 and verse 27, el Salmo 37 y el verso 27, says, Depart from evil and do good, so you will abide forever. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake His godly ones. Sorry, I think I read the wrong verse there. Give me just a moment. I'm in the wrong chapter, guys. It's Psalm 35. Did I say 35? That's right. Psalm 35, I was in the wrong chapter. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and rejoice who favor my vindication and let them say continually, the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servants. Salmo 35, verso 27, dice, que se alegren y regocijen los que buscan mi victoria y que digan continuamente, sea Jehová magnificado, porque él se deleita en la prosperidad de sus siervos. I want to focus on that little phrase, he delights in the prosperity of his servants. Another version says that he delights in the prosperity of his children. Dice ahí que él se deleita en la prosperidad de sus hijos. How many of you are his children? Then I want you to understand that this word is about you. Esta palabra se trata de usted. Say this with me. God delights in blessing me. Uh, Do you believe that? ¿Usted cree que Dios se deleita en bendecirlo? Si usted lo cree, entonces está de acuerdo con la palabra del Señor. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, which is among us tonight. We thank you that you always meet our needs. And tonight, as we have come into this house of prayer, we honor you and we give you thanks for the great gift uh, that we celebrate in this Christmas season we also pray that you would give us wisdom, grace, and insight into this coming year, that we might prepare and be diligent for the thing that you have and desire to do in us. We ask that in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. And then once again, say it with me, the Lord delights in blessing me. Dice la palabra del Señor que Jehová se deleita en bendecir o prosperar a sus hijos. And so I want you to... Uh, Begin to process that Take that to heart Quiero que usted tome esto uh, En su corazón, en su mente Porque muchas personas creen Que Dios está uh, En contra de ellos A lot of people believe That God is against them And here's a simple fact If God were against you You couldn't do anything Si Dios estuviera en contra tuya No pudieras levantarte a hacer nada Say amen somebody If God were against us, there wouldn't be an us. Si Dios estaba en contra de nosotros, ya no hubiere una humanidad. You're here tonight because God is for you. Usted está aquí esta noche porque Dios está de tu lado. The scripture says that if God be for me, then who can be against me? Dice la escritura que si Dios está conmigo, está de mi lado, entonces quien podrá estar en contra de mí? And one of the great challenges... To your faith then is that uh, that voice of the enemy or that voice of doubt that tells you God is against me or God must not want this for me. Esa voz de la duda que a veces pensamos quizá Dios no quiere esto para mí. God doesn't want me to be well. God doesn't want me to be um, in peace. God doesn't want me to have rest. God doesn't want these things in my life. That voice is contradictory to the voice of God and is contradictory to the word of the scripture. And what I want you to see tonight, first of all, is that God smiles just like you smile when you give your children something at Christmas that they really like and uh, you know that you just hit the spot, you hit the nail on the head when you give a loved one a gift and they are smiling from ear to ear and you know that of all the gifts they got, the one you gave them was the best. Then you, you just can't stop uh, expressing the joy that, that comes in seeing somebody else get uh, what they wanted. And you delight in that, don't you? But God is smiling over us every single time by faith we receive the things that he has promised to us. Dios está sonriendo sobre nosotros, así como usted se sonríe cuando le da a alguien un regalo que le gusta, que usted sabe que lo han recibido con mucho aprecio, así también Dios está sonriendo sobre nosotros. God is smiling over us when we receive the things that he has planned. For us, and so tonight, I just want to begin with that and begin with you knowing that if God is smiling at you, if God has a good thing planned for your life, it doesn't matter what the enemy says, and it doesn't matter what your past says, and it doesn't matter what the world says. If God be for you, then who can be against you? See, see, Dios está sonriendo sobre tu vida, entonces no importa lo que digan los demás. Y no importa lo que diga tu pasado, y no importa lo que diga el mundo, Dios está contigo, y si Él está contigo, ¿quién puede estar en contra de ti? So just tell your neighbor, God is smiling on my life. Now that's literally what I pray over you every service. En cada servicio yo oro esa oración, I say may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord smile over you. And that's what we mean by may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Cuando yo estoy orando la bendición en los servicios y digo que Jehová te bendiga y te guarde, que Jehová haga su rostro resplandecer sobre ti, estoy diciendo, Señor, sonríe sobre tu pueblo. I'm saying, God, smile upon your people. Smile upon them. Let that glowing face of God smile upon them. How many of you want the smile of God on your life? ¿Cuántos quieren la sonrisa de Dios sobre su vida? Now, if you would go to Psalm 112, because this is going to be the outline for us of eight promises that God has for us, and I believe uh, in particular for this coming new year. Aquí, en el Salmo 112, vamos a ver un bosquejo de varias promesas ...que Dios tiene para nosotros en este año uh, que viene. Y cada una de estas promesas son para nosotros. Every one of these promises are for us. And the psalm, Psalm 112, verse 1, it begins reading like this. Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Now, just keep your Bible open. If you're taking notes, take some notes. The first point here is right here, real quick, that we have to begin everything we do for God with this little phrase, praise the Lord. Can you say that with me? Praise the Lord. Let's try that again. Praise the Lord. Have you ever heard the word hallelujah? The word hallelujah literally is the word praise the Lord. La palabra hallelujah es la palabra Uh, Bendice a Jehová O alaba a Dios Entonces aquí vemos Que hay una instrucción Antes de lo que Dios quiere decirnos Hay una instrucción básica Simple y necesaria Before God gets to what he wants to tell us There is an instruction It's basic and it's simple And it's necessary And this is the instruction Praise the Lord Can you say that again? Praise the Lord now you say, Pastor, I don't feel like it. You say, Pastor, there's things going on in my life right now and I just don't feel like praising the Lord. I I didn't get the, the tree I wanted for Christmas and I didn't get the decorations I wanted and, and it doesn't look like my husband's catching the hints about the gifts I want and it doesn't look like my wife and kids are going to give me the gift I want. It doesn't look like I'm going to get the bonus that I want. It doesn't look like I'm going to get the job that I want. I just don't feel like Praising the Lord, but you know the verse doesn't say praise the Lord if you feel like it. It's so quiet in here tonight. It doesn't say praise the Lord if you feel like it. It says praise the Lord. Este pasaje no dice bendice a Jehová o alaba a Jehová si lo sientes. Y quizás usted diga no no lo siento ahorita. No quiero bendecir a Jehová. Hay cosas pasando en mi vida que son adversidades. Hay cosas de uh, hostilidad en mi vida y yo no quiero alabar a Dios. But, you know, there are, there is an imperative on our life, and that is that we have been created to praise God. Hemos sido creados para alabar a Dios. In fact, Psalm 150, verse 6, gives us a command from the Word of God. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Dice, todo lo que respire... Alave a Jehová. Take a real deep breath right now and check if you're breathing. Guess what? If you're breathing, the word of God commands you to praise the Lord. Si usted está respirando esta noche, usted tiene que alabar a Dios. Es una encomienda de la palabra de Dios. Ven todo lo que respire... So if you're breathing tonight, somebody praise the Lord. a I was watching you guys earlier when I asked you to testify and tell somebody something good that God done for you, that God has done for you this week. Some of you didn't have anything to say. And there you are breathing. There you are breathing. You're awake. You're alert. You're alive, guess what? You have a reason to praise him. Si usted está respirando, está vivo, usted tiene razón por adorar a Dios. It's quiet in here tonight. You see, the first instruction is the simplest. It's the most basic and the most necessary. You and I have to have an attitude of worship toward the Lord. The scripture tells us this, Psalm 100 and verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Dice el Salmo 104, entrar por sus puertas con alabanza y por sus atrios con acción de gracias. Do you know that the key to the presence of God is thanksgiving and praise. La llave a la presencia de Dios es la adoración, es la alabanza. And so if you want to get into God's presence, the key is to praise the Lord. Si usted quiere entrar a la presencia de Dios, la llave es alabar a Dios. How many of you want to enter his presence? And guess what you got to do? You got to praise the Lord. If you're going through a difficulty in your life, start praising him. You want him to show up while you're driving, start praising him. You want him to show up while you're mowing the lawn or doing the dishes, start praising him. You want him to show up in your quiet time, praise the Lord. Because when you praise the Lord, you enter the gates. You enter his presence with praise. Usted y yo entramos a la presencia de Dios con la Adoración. Así que si usted quiere la presencia de Dios en su vida, alabe a Dios, bendiga a Dios. Uh, learn, learn how to say Hallelujah. Learn how to say praise the Lord. Lo- learn how to say thank you, Jesus. Learn how to give God praise wherever you are, in whatever situation you're in. Because you know what, every day of our life we need His presence, and every day of our life we need Him to show up and so every day of our life we need to take the key of praise and praise the Lord todos los días de nuestra vida tenemos que tomar la llave de la adoración y bendecir a Dios now the scripture says more about this if you look at Psalm 22 verse 3 it says that God is enthroned upon the praises of Israel dice says Psalm 22 verso 3 que Jehová está sentado O está habitando sobre la adoración de Israel. When you and I praise God, we are building a a throne for him to to dwell. Cuando usted y yo adoramos a Dios, estamos edificando un trono para que Él venga a habitar, para que El venga a vivir dentro de nosotros. So you, you and I have a responsibility. Uh, if we want to have the presence of God in our services as a church, we've got to praise the Lord. Uh, you've got to set aside the things that are distracting you and know that when you come into this house, we've come to bless the name of the Lord. Si usted quiere sentir y tener acceso a la presencia de Dios en nuestro servicio, tiene que alabar a Dios. Listen to this, Psalm 67. Verse 5 through 6, in Salmo 67, versos 5 and 6, dice, uh, it says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. And then the scripture says, and uh, when they praise thee, the the crops will produce their fruit. Dice la escritura, que cuando el pueblo alaba a Dios, las labores producerán su fruto. La tierra dará su producto. Think about that. God says, if you praise me, your life will be productive. Dios dice, si tú me adoras, tu vida va a ser productible. Vas a producir algo en tu vida. How many of you want to be productive? ¿Cuántos quieren producir algo? And guess what then? Praise is a key to productivity. La adoración es la llave a ser productivo. Why? Because the alternative is to complain. ...and say, you know what, I don't have what I want. I, I don't, I'm not where I want to be. I don't have the job I want. I didn't get the 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 promotion I wanted. I didn't get the, the raise I wanted. All of these things. And while you're complaining, you're losing time and you're losing ground. But when you start praising God, then your mind gets sharp and your mind gets focused... ...because God's presence fills your life. And now you're able to produce and develop the fruit that God wants out of your life. Say amen, somebody. If you want to have a productive life, you need to be a worshipper, a praiser, someone who knows from their heart that God is able to bring uh, bring produce and bring productivity into my life. I want. 2018, to be the most productive year of my life so far. Yo quiero que el año 2018 sea el año más productivo de mi vida hasta ahora. How many of you would like that? How many of you want that? ¿Cuántos quieren que este año nuevo que viene sea productivo? Guess what you got to do? Start praising the Lord. When When we start planning for next year, you already start thanking God. I said, start thanking Him already. Start thanking Him for what He's going to do in January and what He's going to do in February and what He's going to do in March and what He's going to do in the summer and what He's going to do next fall and next winter too. Come on, somebody. Start thanking Him for the miracle that's already on the way. Because guess what? If you sowed seed in 2017, there's a harvest waiting for you in 2018 and and you've got to praise the Lord and just start making plans Uh, For what God is going to do and produce in your life. Comience ya hacer planes para lo que Dios va a producir en su vida en este año que viene. And so if you want to be productive, you've got to give your attention and your heart to the purpose that God has over your life. Why did he make you? He made you for glory. He made you for his glory. He didn't make you for your own glory. He made you for his glory. So decide right now, I am going to praise the Lord, come what may, I am going to praise the Lord. In fact, I want to challenge you to be at church. The last day of the year, as we enter into 2017, we're going to be here till midnight. And when we go into the new year, I want you to be here praising God on the way in. Come on, somebody, so that we can declare that this year is going to be a year of productivity. Look at what Jack Taylor has said in the Hallelujah Factor. He said, when we praise, productivity is maximized, fulfillment is realized, and frustration is es neutralized. Cuando usted y yo adoramos a Dios, la productividad de nuestra vida sube y en la frustración es, es algo que comienza a bajar. ¿Por qué? Porque la adoración trae gozo, trae claridad, trae enfoque a nuestra vida. Now, the scripture says uh, a little further. If you read in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 and verse 3, it says that he has given me the a garment of praise and the oil of gladness instead of a spirit of mourning. When you start praising God, despair starts falling off of your life. Cuando usted comienza a adorar a Dios, el desánimo, y, uh, el desánimo comienza a caer De tu vida, it's very hard to wear the jacket of discouragement while you're wearing the garment of praise. Es muy difícil ponerse el saco del desánimo a la misma vez que usted tiene el saco de la adoración. Come on, somebody. If you want to be, if you're walking in discouragement, if you're walking in in uh, despair, thinking, you know what? I don't see the end uh, uh, of the of the mess I'm in. I don't see the end of the storm. There is a light uh, there is a tunnel at the end of my light pastor. There is a whole lot of things that I'm afraid of in my future and I don't know what's going to happen. You know that garment of despair is replaced when you start praising God. When you start to realize that God is in control. That God has all of your tomorrows. That God is going to bring you through. And the same way he brought you this far that he's going to bring you all the way through. So put on the garment of praise put on the garment of celebration and start boasting in God comienza a adorar a Dios Ponte el saco de la adoración y comienza a decir que Dios está en control. Dios tiene mis días. Dios tiene las horas de mi vida. Dios sabe lo que él va a hacer. Dios está en control. You got to start telling yourself, you know what? The devil is not in charge. God is in charge of my life. God is going to have the last word. I will bless the Lord. I said I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord when at all times. I'm going to wear the garment of praise in every season and in every in every moment of my life because it is what destroys despair in my life. Cuando yo comienzo a adorar a Dios, se va el desánimo, se va aquel espíritu de, de luto y llega la alegría, llega el gozo, llega aquel, aquel poder que, que viene de la presencia de Dios. El ánimo regresa a mi vida cuando yo comienzo a alabar a Dios. So you got to get in the habit of praising the Lord. Tiene que ponerse en el hábito de alabar a Dios. You got to make up your mind. In 2018, I'm not scheduling any pity parties. All right? Decídase ya que en el 2018 usted ya no va a tener fiestas de desánimo. Qué pobre de mí. Ay, 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 son muchos mis dolores. Nadie sabe lo que a mí me pasó. Uh, you don't have to, you need to make a up a decision. I'm not singing that song anymore. I'm not singing that old uh, that old line anymore. I've got good things in my life. God is good and if God is for me then who can be against me? And bless the Lord. Come on, somebody praise God in his house tonight. Alabe a Dios <laughs> en su casa esta noche. Now one last reason why we have to praise the Lord. The Bible says that God is great and greatly to be praised. Dice la que Dios es grande y grande y debe ser grandemente alabado. Think about that. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Why do we praise the Lord? Because he is worthy of. Of praise. Alabamos a Dios porque él es digno de la adoración. He is worthy to be celebrated. He is worthy to be lifted up. I love as we're saying tonight be lifted higher. Esta noche cantamos seas exaltado. Why? Because there is nobody higher than him. Por qué? Porque no hay nadie más alto que él. You know what you have to do? As we were singing that song tonight, I started thinking about all the things that try to be higher than God in my life. And I said, Lord, be higher than those things. Be higher than the voice of the adversary. Be higher than the voice of my enemy. Be higher than the voice of affliction. Be higher than the voice of sickness. Come on, somebody. He is higher than your lack. He is higher than your disease. He is higher than your need. Come on. He is higher. Be lifted higher. Why? Because there is no one Higher than him. If you go to court, he is the final court of arbitration. There is no judge higher than him. If you go to the doctor, he is the highest ranking doctor in all of the earth and there is no doctor that ranks higher than him. Come on somebody. There is no doctor that has more cures than Jesus. If you if you go to the to the church house, he is the highest of all the of all of the prophets and the highest of all of the preachers because his word is life. I'm talking about a name that is worthy to be lifted high. Every name that you put above him will fail you. Todos los que usted alce encima de él lo van a fallar. But the name of the Lord is great and he is greatly to be praised. Él es grande y debe ser grandemente alabado. Are you with me tonight? You see, the, the blessing of God for 2018 begins with a mouth full of praise. La bendición de Dios para este año que viene comienza con una boca llena de adoración. Now, I don't know what all 2018 has in store, but I know this, that I'm going to praise the Lord in the middle of it. Yo sé que yo voy a alabar a Dios en medio de este año nuevo que viene. Yeah, yo ya me I've already made up my mind. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to see miracles in 2018 that are going to cause me to greatly praise the Lord. Vamos a ver milagros en el año 2018 que nos van a causar grandemente alabar a Dios. Tell your neighbor, get ready. Praise the Lord. All right, do you have a reason to praise him? I said, do you have a reason to praise him? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now he says, Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Here's the first promise of the eight that's in this chapter. Blessed is the man who praises, or who fears the Lord. That word bless, you and I hear it a lot around here because I believe in the blessing of God. Yo creo en la bendición de Dios. How many of you believe in the blessing of God? There's people who don't believe in the blessing of God. That's all right, but I do. Because the Bible says now that God wants to bless us. La Biblia enseña que Dios nos quiere bendecir. Now, here's the first promise. God is going to bless His people God is going to bless those who fear him. Dios bendice al que le teme. That word bless in this context is literally the word happy. Tell your neighbor, I'm happy. The word, the blessing of God makes you happy. La bendición de Dios trae uh, la alegría. And this word happy literally means, oh how happy is the man. Que tan alegre es el hombre que teme. Adiós. If you want to be happy, friend, if you want to be blessed, you've got to walk in the fear of God. Si quieres ser uh, bendito, si quieres tener alegría, tienes que caminar en el temor a Dios. God's people are ought to be the happiest people on the earth. El pueblo de Dios debe ser el pueblo más contento en la tierra. That was a sour amen tonight. This, this cold weather has made you all very quiet. Listen, the happiest people on earth ought not to be the people in the bar. They ought not to be the people at the football game. They ought not to be the people um, at the horse races. The happiest people in the world ought to be God's people. Yeah. And guess what? You can tell when they're God's people because they're happy. Usted puede reconocer el pueblo de Dios porque son contento now i've been to some churches that weren't very happy but i have to say they probably weren't the lord's church all right they had some religion they had some philosophy but they didn't have jesus because when you walk with jesus you are going to experience the joy of the lord cuando usted camina con jesus usted camina en gozo the bible tells us the first promise that the angels announced to the shepherds that uh, upon the birth of Christ was that there was going to be gladness. It is good news of great joy. El primer aviso a los pastores el nacimiento del Señor Jesucristo era que ha nacido en Belén el hijo de David, el hijo de Dios, y traerá gran gozo, buenas nuevas de grande gozo. You can have joy. When you walk in the fear of God, you can have the joy of the Lord. And so tonight I want you to just begin to understand this is my promise. I can have the joy of the Lord. Usted tiene que esta noche saber yo puedo tener el gozo de Dios en mi vida. It says, how blessed is the man who fears the Lord and who diligently delights in his commandments. Now notice here there's two imperatives. For the blessing of God. Aquí hay dos condiciones para la bendición de Dios. Two conditions for the blessing of God. Now, I know that we think of God, we think of God as unconditional. But here's the fact. God loves you unconditionally. You believe that? Dios te ama sin condición. But the blessing of God has a condition. La bendición de Dios tiene condiciones. Listen, the Bible says, If you will be willing and obedient, then you will eat the good of the land. There's an if right there. Dice la escritura, Si eres obediente, entonces comerás el bien de la tierra. So what does it mean? It means that in order to have the blessing of God, we've got to walk with God. That's the condition. La condición de tener la bendición de Dios es caminar con Dios. If you want to be blessed, you have to fear the Lord. And do his word. Uh, The scripture tells us there very plainly that he delights in God's word. El hombre que teme a Dios se deleita en su palabra, se deleita en sus mandamientos. He delights in the word of God. Tonight you came to Bible study. That lets me know that you delight in the word of God. How many of you enjoy God's word? How many of you enjoy it more than just on Wednesday and Sunday? Yeah, the Word of God is, is delightful. La Palabra de Dios es el deleite del cristiano. The book of Ecclesiastes closes uh, one of the o- almost the final verses of the book. It says, this is the conclusion of the matter. When all has been said and done, fear God and keep His commandments, this applies to All men. Dice Ecclesiastes 12:13 que este es el fin del negocio y cuando todo se ha dicho, este es el fin. Temer a Dios y guardar sus mandamientos porque esto aplica a todos los hombres. Listen, church, the the blessing of God follows those who fear the Lord, those who uh, diligently obey. His word. Los que ponen en obra su palabra. Now, here's what I need to be very clear to you about. If there is an area of your life where you're not obeying the word of God, you can't experience the blessing of God in that area of your life. Si hay una área de tu vida donde no estás honrando la palabra de Dios, no puedes tener la bendición de Dios en esa área de tu vida. If you dishonor God, With relationships, then you can't have the blessing of God in your relationships. It's quieter now than it was before. If you don't honor God in your finances, you can't have the blessing of God in your finances. You've got to do it God's way in order to have God's blessing. So what's God telling us at the beginning of this new year? I want to bless you. I want to bless you with a smile. I want to have a smile on my face all year long as you're just receiving my blessings. But my blessings follow the people who put my word to work. Dios nos dice, mis bendiciones siguen al pueblo que honra y obedece mi palabra. Que se deleita en mi palabra. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 31. Verse 20 and 21. Segunda de crónicas 31, verso 20 y 21. It's talking about King Hezekiah here. Está hablando de el rey Ezequías aquí. It says, Hezekiah did this in all of Judah, and he did what was good, what was right, and was faithful before the Lord. Dice que Ezequías hizo lo bueno, hizo lo recto o lo correcto, y fue fiel, Delante de Jehová. Dice, and it says, and everything that he undertook for the service of the house of God, or for the law and the commandment, was to seek his God, and he did this with all of his heart, and he prospered. Dice que Ezequías hizo todo lo que él hizo en el servicio de la casa de Dios, y en guardar los mandamientos de Dios, y él lo hizo con todo su corazón y prosperó. Now, some of you didn't catch that verse, so let me give it to you again. 2 Chronicles 31, verse 20 and 21. I want you to see it, I want you to underline it. That last phrase, he did it with all of his heart and he prospered. Lo hizo con todo su corazón y prosperó. How many of you want to prosper? ¿Cuántos quieren prosperar? Entonces, tiene que poner en obra lo que Ezequiel puso en obra. You have to do what he did. What did he do? He did what was good, he did what was right, and he was faithful to the Lord. And he did his service to the house of God with all of his heart. Ezequías hizo lo bueno, lo correcto, y, y fue fiel a Dios, y él prosperó en todo lo que él hizo. So what am I telling you tonight? I'm telling you that God's blessing... Follows you and I as we fear the Lord la bendición de Dios nos sigue cuando tememos a Dios what does it mean to fear God it means that we reverence him we honor him que significa honrar a Dios o, o temer a Dios significa que lo honramos we honor him when you honor someone, in particular when you honor God, it means that you take their counsel and you take their word into consideration when you make your decisions. El honrar a Dios en este contexto significa que tomamos su palabra, su consejo, y la ponemos en obra en nuestra vida. Hacemos lo que Él nos manda. We do what He commands, we do what He requires, we do what He teaches. And as we do that, we walk in obedience before God. He is pouring out blessing upon our life. And so tonight, this first promise is a simple one. God says, my blessing is going to be on every man, every woman that fears me. Mi bendición va a estar sobre cada hombre, cada mujer que a mí me teme. So make up your mind. Everything I do for God in this coming year, I'm going to do it with all of my heart. Make that a decision. Haga una decisión. Lo que yo haga para Dios en este año que viene lo voy a hacer con todo mi corazón. No lukewarm service. Ningún servicio tibio. No le voy a entregar a Dios lo que sobra. I'm not going to give God what's left of my life. I'm going to give him the very first, the very best. I'm going to honor him with all that I have. I'm going to honor him with the first part of my time and the first part of my finances, and the first part of my talent, everything I I have that I can make available to God, I'm going to do it with all of my heart. Lo que sea mío, mi talento, mi tesoro, mi tiempo, le voy a dar a Dios lo primero y lo mejor. Y yo sé que Dios va a bendecir mi vida. Now look at verse 2. Right, Verse 2 gives us the second promise. El verso 2 nos da la segunda promesa. It says his descendants will be mighty on the earth and his generation and the generation of the upright will be blessed. Now here we have a family blessing. God says, not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to bless your family. dice, no solamente te voy a bendecir a ti, pero voy a bendecir a tu familia. How many of you need a family blessing? ¿Cuántos necesitan una bendición familiar? You remember that a couple of weeks ago we talked about the four walls. One of the walls of the house that God wants you to live in is the wall of family. Una de las paredes de la casa, del palacio que Dios quiere que usted tenga es la pared de la familia. And this is what God says. I believe uh, he's saying this to us tonight, uh, both in his word as a truth, but also prophetically for the year that's coming. He says, your children will be mighty in the land. Tus hijos van a ser poderosos en la tierra. Now that was so weak, I might just have to say it again. Your children will be mighty in the land. Tus hijos van a ser poderosos en la tierra. God is saying, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless you so good that even your kids are going to feel it. Te voy a bendecir a ti y te voy a bendecir tan bien que aún tus hijos lo van a recibir. Tus hijos lo van a tener. Can I tell you tonight that my brothers and I, we are standing in the blessing of God, but it's because my, my, God blessed my parents so good that the blessing is still touching our lives and it's touching the lives of the descendants that are coming behind us. Come on somebody, God is true to his word. He said, your children will be mighty in the land. So when you see your children acting up this coming year and they're being the opposite of what, you're, you're, uh, what the word says, you just tell them, you're going to be mighty in the land. God gave me a promise over your life and I don't care what you say or what the devil says about it, you're going to be mighty in the land. God is going to use you. God is going to lift you up. Come on, somebody. God is going to take the the young people and the children in this church and He's going to make them mighty. Mighty in the Word. Mighty in faith. Mighty in prayer. Come on, somebody. Mighty in preaching. Mighty in singing. Mighty in worship. They're going to be mighty in everything that they touch. Van a ser grandes en todo lo que ellos hagan. You've got to refuse to accept anything less than the full blessing of God on your household. Why? Because the scripture says this. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your house. Say that, me and my house. That and really blesses me tonight. Porque dice la palabra, yo y mi casa. It's one thing and it's a good thing to be blessed. But God says, I'll bless you and. Dios dice, te voy a bendecir a ti y a tu familia. Say it again, me and my house. Es, yo y mi casa. I told you Sunday that the blessing of God is increasing. Te dice que, te dije el domingo, le dije el domingo que la bendición de Dios está creciendo. It is an increasing blessing. It doesn't just stay in one man. It affects the whole house. So just give it some time, all right? Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Don't stop praying and don't stop praising the Lord. He said your family is going to be blessed. Tu familia va a ser bendecida. Now, here we go. If you want to have the blessing of God on your family, there's some things you got to do. You've got to do family God's way. You got to honor God in your family. You got to honor God in your in your household. Si usted honra a Dios en su familia, honra a Dios en su casa. Va a ver la bendición de Dios. How many of you are already seeing the blessing of God on your children? Is God making them mighty? Then get ready because it's going to be mightier. Si, cuando ya están viendo la bendición de Dios en sus hijos, Él lo va a hacer aún más grande. Lo va a magnificar. It says that the generation of the upright will be blessed.
1: La generación
0: del justo será bendecida. Here's what I want you to know, that because God has blessed you and you are teaching your children the fear of the Lord, then wherever they go, because someday they're going to go somewhere without you. I don't know if you know that or not, but someday they're going to go somewhere without you. Oh, Pastor, change the subject, right? You're breaking my heart. I want them to come home for Christmas, all right? But someday they're going to go somewhere where you're not. They're either going to go to college or they're going to go get a job or they're going to go find, uh, they're going to find a spouse and marry and, and move off to another city. I'm not prophesying. I'm just mentioning some possibilities, all right? They're going to go somewhere without you. Here's what God wants you to know. Wherever they go, you're not there, but I'm there, and I am going to bless them. Come on, I'm going to bless them. You're not there, but I'll be there to bless them. I'll be there to make sure that they know that the God of heaven is on their life. And the God who blesses them is not just going to bless them when they're near mom and dad, but he's going to bless them wherever they go. Come on, you've got to expect that. You've got to know that this blessing is going to follow them all the days of their life. I remember some of the places that I traveled as a missionary, as far away from mama as mama could be. Right? As far away from dad as they could be. But even in those remote places, I saw the blessing of God. I saw God constantly reminding me that he was there. Now, I'm going to give you a little insight into, into preacher life, okay? So you just have to understand a little bit about how preaching works. Uh, some, sometimes when God calls you to preach... He'll send you out to preach, and there is no there is no uh, salary, all right. And most of the time, when you start out preaching, the only salary a preacher gets is from love offerings that people give on the road, all right. Everybody know what a love offering is. Sometimes a love offering is so small, it feels more like a hate offering, right? It's it's discouraging almost. And you know, I served for eight years in full time ministry. That meant I was traveling, preaching every week of the year, putting gas in my car, staying in hotels. Had no salary. I lived off of love offerings. Now, in in that world, and uh, in, in in many churches, uh, sometimes the pastor forgets to give the guy who's preaching a love offering. All right, I'm saying he forgets because I'm being kind right now. All right, he forgets or he neglects that. Um, and, you know, my dad would tell stories about sometimes that he and his, his team, they had about, he had about 24 people in his ministry team. They would travel three or four hours. And you can imagine what it would cost to drive their bus three or four hours and then feed 24 people and then not receive a love offering. Or sometimes they would the pastor would say, uh, and, and he would say, you know, we're going to receive a love offering for this team tonight. Weren't you blessed by them? Give as generously as you can. And then he would not give them the love offering. All right? This is not going on at Kingsway Church. I want you to know that. All right? We're very generous with the people that come through here. But this would happen so many times. But you know that I served eight years in full-time ministry and never once... Did I have to call a pastor and say, can I come preach at your church? Every single week of the year was full all the time with invitations. And never once did anyone withhold a love offering. In fact, the love offerings were always very generous. And all those years that I I lived week to week to week to week, I walked in the blessing of God. And I to this day tell you that my dad paid the dues. And because he went and suffered in some of those ways, God said, all right, George, you paid that bill. Isaac's not going to have to endure that. He's going to walk in the blessing of God. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your children. I'm talking about the generation of the upright will be blessed. Are you upright? Are you upright? Then you can say, my children will be blessed. Usted puede decir esta noche, mis hijos van a ser bendecidos. The blessing of the generation of the upright will be blessed. La generación de el justo será bendecido. I'm going to give you one more real quick as Brother Josh comes. Uno más aquí mientras viene nuestro hermano a tocar. Verse 3, the, the third promise. We'll begin here next time. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Now we see not only a generational family blessing, but we see a financial blessing. Aquí vemos la bendición financiera que viene al justo. God says, I'm going to bring a, a financial blessing, financial provision into your house. Voy a traer la, la provisión financiera a tu vida just just understand this look at your life right now mire a su vida ahorita and just think about it and think has God let me do without pregúntese a Dios me ha Dios dejado solo has God let me go a week without eating has he let me go a, a day without eating Has he let me go a day without eating more than once? God says, I'm going to bless you financially. I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to provide for you. And next week we're going to talk about that a little bit more because there's a little clue there. He says, blessing or wealth and riches are in your house. And I want to to unpack that a little bit next time, but I just want you to start chewing on this fact There are. There is a blessing. There is a promise from God for your life and for the life of the upright, and that is the blessing of financial provision. God is going to meet your needs. He has. He is doing it, and He will do it. Dios lo está haciendo, lo ha hecho, lo está haciendo, y lo seguirá haciendo. He su para cada uno ustedes. His promise is for every one of you. Look at what Psalm 68 verse 6 says. I'll just read it to you. It says, he is a father to the fatherless. A defender of the widow. And God gives a home to the forsaken. And he leads prisoners out to prosperity. Look at that. God says, I am a father to the fatherless. If today you feel fatherless, he says, I'm a father to you. I am a provider to you. Maybe you don't need a father. Maybe you need a husband. He says, I am a husband to you. I am a provider to To you, he says, I am the father to the fatherless. And he says that he is the defender of the advocate of the widow. He's the one that stands for the widow to make her defense. And he says he leads prisoners into prosperity. He leads prisoners out of brokenness, out of poverty, out of chains, into prosperity, into the blessing of God. I don't know where you came from. But I know he's brought you out. And, and he's brought you out and he's prospered you. He's prospered your mind. He's given you peace. He's given you joy. He's given you sleep at night come on somebody. He's given you the ability to just know that he's in charge and in control. He's prospered your mind. He's prospered your thoughts. Not only that, but he's prospered your relationships. He's prospered your marriage. He's prospered your relationship with your children. Not only that, but he has prospered your finances. He's brought you into a house, into a home. He's given you things that you didn't think you could have. He's given you an automobile that you didn't think you could have. And if he's done that much, he's still doing some more he's got more in the future for you God says I'm not going to leave you in the prison I found you in I'm going to prosper you I'm going to prosper you listen the fact is a prisoner comes out usually with nothing God says where I found you you had nothing but from nothing look around you and see that I am good that I am good that I am the provider, that, a, that I am going to bring you out and up and over. And I'm going to bring blessing of, of provision into your house. He says, and his righteousness endures forever. He says, I'm going to cause what I put in your life to endure. To last, as we said on Sunday, he has come to stay. He has come to endure in your life. Would you stand with me tonight? Vamos a ponernos en pie esta noche. And I want you just to do what we started out talking about tonight. I want you to praise the Lord. Take this moment to just thank him. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Come on, just, just enter into his life tonight. Enter into the life of God, the presence of God with your praise. Use the key that He's given you. He says, I want to bless you. I want to prosper you. I want to make you what you're not. I'm going to resolve things that you've been trying all year long to resolve. I'm going to resolve them. I'm going to bring it about. Praise me praise me while you wait praise me while you work praise me while you pray praise me while you give praise me while you're fighting praise the Lord let everything to half breath praise the Lord come on if you're running out of words just start over just praise him over and over again When you think about his goodness and his grace, you realize the Lord is great and greatly to be praised.